Hey everyone, and welcome to the Inside Out Group Podcast, where we talk about organizational leadership, systems, marketing, and more for your church or organization. Our goal is to help redefine your culture from the inside out. Today, we want to talk about humility, kind of a part two of last week's topic, the forgotten attribute. You have myself, Nathan Westfall, and Michael Moore. How's it going? It's going, going. Can you give us a quick recap about what we talked about last episode? Yeah, so last episode, we really talked about how different organizations across the board kind of have very similar attributes, core values, uh, staff behaviors that they look for. Everything from uh, we want to be time sensitive to uh, focusing on excellence and customer service or the guest experience, right? Um, Also for staff behaviors that we hate mediocrity or, um, I mean, you can just kind of go down the list, right? There's, there's multiple different ones, hate mediocrity. We want transparency, be men and women of integrity, that type of thing. And so one of the things that personally I have been, uh, realizing for our team and for myself as well, is that there's a forgotten attribute that is taught in scripture, uh, from both Jesus and the apostle Paul. And, uh, that, that a lot of, a lot of people in our society today, especially in leadership miss this forgotten attribute. And the forgotten attribute essentially is humility. It's leading from a place of humility, being humble as a leader, humble as a team. And I think that if we can, we dived into it a little bit last week, but even diving into it more this week, a lot of teams are missing this concept or this idea, or really this this character trait, I should say, of humility and leading from a place of humility, being humble in all that you do. Yeah, that's good. And I'm glad we decided to do kind of a impromptu part two about this. So let's just go ahead and dive in, you know, just a little bit more. Uh, why do you feel that this is such an important thing for leaders to grab a hold of? Um, I, I think that a lot of times pride can creep in to an individual. Uh, self-reliance can creep into an mm-hmm. individual. Um, we can become very boastful and maybe a project that we've done or how many people attend our church or don't attend our church. We can become very arrogant, and uh, humility is kind of that thing that brings us back to realizing that it isn't all about us. It's it's ultimately all about uh, the mission and the vision of the organization that we're for, and that's whether the, the, you're in a uh, privately held company or whether you're in a uh, church organization or you're working for mm-hmm. a nonprofit or whatever it may be, is more often than not, pride ends up coming in. And so I just want to rehash... Uh, a scripture that we read last week. And if you're not a Christian, this is still something that you can take and you can apply to your organization or your business. Um, but this is Paul writing and he's writing to the church leaders in the, the church of Ephesus. And, and, um, and so he says this in, in chapter four, he says, I therefore a prisoner of the Lord, Lord urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling. And so that right there, worthy of your calling is really talking about your character, walk in a way that is let your character be worthy of what it is that you're actually called to do to which you've been called. And then this is where he says, with all humility and gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love and eager to maintain the spirit of unity and the bond of peace. Now, we can we can be patient and not necessarily be humble, right? I've got two kids and I am very self-centered sometimes with my two children. And maybe this is because before recording this podcast, they were in the other room yelling, right? And so um, I've become very uh, like about me. 
but I can still be patient with them. I can also be gentle to other people. Sometimes uh, you, we've heard this saying, you kind of fake it till you make it. Sometimes we fake our gentleness to get people to like us, whatever it may be. But really, humility, though, is kind of the hinge point that you can't walk in love in caring for other people if you don't have humility in yourself. Um, and and here's, here's what I mean by that. If you start walking in love without humility, then you start walking in love to be able to get something for yourself, which is being self-focused instead of being humble and walking in love and not looking for something in return. Yeah. And so the Apostle Paul, he lays this out. He lays out humility, gentleness, patience, bearing with one another in love. And all of this leads to maintaining unity. So uh, if you go into a meeting and you've got dysfunction, it's usually because there's pride that enters into the meeting. Let me, let me just read another passage. Uh, this is out of Colossians, his letter to the church in Colossae. And God um, inspires Paul to write this. He says, put on then as God's cho- chosen ones, holy and beloved, put on compassion hearts, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness and patience bearing with one another and if one has a complaint with another and this is huge if one has a complaint with with another forgiven each other as the lord has forgiven you so you also must forgive and so i even think about tension on teams tension and conflict in the workplace tension in churches it's usually i would willing to bet 90 percent of the time it's because there's pride that has crept up and um, we think that we're right. And so we go to address the situation or we want to forgive somebody. But because of our pride and our lack of humility, it holds us back from truly forgiving the person, from truly making things right, from truly um, kind of allowing uh, forgiveness to creep out and, and transparency to, to kind of creep out in, in general. And so this is something that from my personal life, I have seen as a leader, both in uh, the workplace within within City Church, uh, I've seen that if I don't get my way sometimes, and, and look, I'm just being transparent with you, uh, if I don't get my way, I get very prideful. If, if something happens that I think it shouldn't happen that way, I get very prideful. I get like, and if, you know, let's say so, someone says, well, I, I want to try this idea, X, Y, and Z. Uh, And then it fails. And I'm like, I told you it would fail. See, if you would have listened to me, that isn't coming from a place of humility. So I've seen it in leadership. I've seen it as a pastor, but I've also seen it as a husband. I've seen it as a father. I've seen it as a friend. And, And so this is one of those attributes that, yes, it is for leadership, but it should be demonstrated. And this character trait should be evident in every aspect, um, that we have every aspect of our life. Yeah, that's good. So putting that aside for a second, what are some some negative ways that pride can can affect a team or even an individual since we're kind of diving into that? Yeah, so I I think, uh, first off, from a Christian standpoint, one of the things God is very, very clear about is he opposes the prideful. And let me just put it this way, all right? He hates our pride. Uh, And I understand that we can look at it and all sins are created equal, but I would say if there's one that God really, really, really hates, and granted he hates all sin, it it is pride. Because pride is saying that we have it all together. Pride is saying that we don't need help from anybody else. Pride is saying, I think that I am right. Pride is uh, focusing and keeping everything on you as an individual instead of the greater good. And and you just... You think about it, like um, Jesus, who did he rebuke in the Gospels most of the time? 
He rebuked the Pharisees. Why did he rebuke the Pharisees? Because the Pharisees were prideful. The Pharisees thought that they had it all together. The Pharisees thought that they were better than other people. And the one one people group that you saw Jesus actually lash out, even creating a whip in the temple courts, right, was, was the Pharisees. And it's because the Pharisees walked around with this arrogance and this pride uh, and, and basically saying that we're better than you. Uh, I'm better than you. You're not going to be able to get up to my level. And so I see this happen with leaders all the time. And I'm just going to be very transparent with you right now. Um, whenever I get around a leader and, uh, and they start boasting about what they've done, they start boasting about the title that they have. You know, I'm Bishop, Doctor, Apostle, Pastor, Evangelist, Michael Moore, whatever. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm talking yeah, yeah, about, yeah. right? And some of you guys that are listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. But they they boast in what they've done. They boast in their title. They boast about how many degrees they have. They boast about uh, how much money they have, whatever else it may be. It rubs me the wrong way. It rubs me the wrong way because Jesus calls leaders, Jesus calls disciples to be like him, to be like Christ, right? That literally Christian literally means to be like Christ, the likeness of Christ. And so the likeness of Christ, especially in leadership, should not be that I'm at a different playing field than you. It should be a place I am below you. And therefore, because I'm below you, I'm going to serve you. And you see this all throughout Jesus's ministry, washing uh, the disciples' feet, uh, on the cross where he's literally dying and he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do, right? Um, you see G- this happening with Jesus whenever he touches the sick. He touches the, the people uh, who, who have got leprosy and, and he goes and, and does things and, and hangs out with prostitutes and sinners and stuff. Jesus literally humbled himself. And so I think about that in a leadership trait. Uh, with all of us as individuals, like uh, the moment that we think that we're too good for something is the moment that we have capped out on our leadership, Yeah, especially yep. coming from a place of leading from humility. The moment that we think that I don't need to wash the, the toilets, right? Or I don't need to pick up the paper. Or if you're in the marketplace, I don't need to go down to the shipping room and help the people ship whenever they're mm-hmm. uh, having a lot of trouble. Or uh, if you're in restaurant management, the moment that you think that you don't need to be on the food line because you're better than that, what you have done is you've set yourself apart from the people that God has placed under you to lead. And there has created this division. There's created this pride. And ultimately, because of that right there, you will never have true cohesive unity on your team to be able to accomplish the mission and the vision uh, that your organization or that you as an individual have. And so I see this, um, I see this in church leadership all the stinking time is we create ministry silos. We think that we can lead worship better. We think that we can teach better. We think that we're the best small group. And you know what? Maybe you are. Maybe you are. But because your character doesn't back up your talent, you're going to lose influence. You're going to lose trust and um, be able to lose the ability to build that relationship with people on your team. And there will never be that true unity that so many churches and so many organizations talk about and preach about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I, I hope that was a long answer to a very no, short question. There's a lot of ways that, you know, pride can, I mean, it's not kind of a short answer. There's a bunch of examples that you can see where, um, just as you, you put out that pride can get the way it's not something that should be taken lightly. So, um, in the past, you know, we've talked about trust and honesty. Uh, how can humility play out on a team, uh, to really develop, uh, these other attributes that leaders need or might have. Yeah. So Patrick Linciani, he has the uh, five dysfunctions of a team player. 
Uh, great book, uh, great audio book. It's a, it's a fable, and so I love the way that he writes. I'm plugging him right now. If you haven't read the book, you need to go read the book. But really, the bottom of that is if you don't have trust, then you're never going to be able to achieve the results that you want. Uh, with people in your organization or with the goals that you have in your organization. And so it comes down to trust. Um, I, I have a hard, hard time trusting someone who comes to me and is very prideful mm-hmm. about who they are, what they've done, the accomplishments that they have. And, and again, you may have all of that. And so the, the way that we really see this negatively affect um, is if you don't approach people, if you don't approach the mission uh, of your organization, if you don't approach a staff meeting from a place of humility, realizing that you don't have it all together, you may not have the best idea in the room. Uh, what happens is this haughtiness creeps up in you and you're really not able to have that cohesiveness and to develop that trust. And I, I, again, I, I have seen this happen on our team where people come in with their own ideas, their own agenda, and it doesn't happen and um, there has been division that is caused on this because they're not humble enough to be able to admit that maybe I was wrong. Maybe I messed up. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, can you share uh, a time where humility would have been present uh, or if it would have been present, right, then it would have fixed or maybe made a problem in the organization better? You know, it's a time that you can think where humility would have would have fixed or just even lightened the situation of what was going on. Yeah. So, um I think that, I mean, things that I've seen, I shared with you guys a little bit last week about me getting into the disagreement with someone that I was on, a, on another church staff with. I, I just think about, about conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think about conflict that you disagree with maybe the way a decision was made, or you disagree with someone who made a decision over you, or you uh, have a uh, inner working conflict with another team member, right? Uh, and And if you go into that, prideful. Uh, first off, if you're dealing with pride, if you're dealing with this arrogance and this haughtiness, uh, there's probably going to be a tension between you and the other person that you're not going to really be able to resolve because you think that you're better than them and yeah. because you think that they need to come to you and that they need to ask for forgiveness or that they need to make things right. And and so I think that that's one aspect of it where if we led from humility, like let me be low on the totem pole, let me decrease, let me lower myself, let me, as Jesus said, let me wash their feet. It wouldn't matter what they've done to you. Uh, you would want to make things right for the better of your relationship, for the better of the organization. Uh, and what what keeps us from doing that is a lack of humility. It really mm-hmm. is a lack of humility. Yeah. And look, I, I, look, I am as human as everybody else. I understand that there are things that sometimes happen and it stings, it hurts, and you have to deal with that. There are things that you have to sometimes process and it may take you a few days. But I really think that we should strive to get to a place of of humility and to be able to try to fix those inner working relationships. And so I, I see this all the time with, with church teams, teams on church, the conflict. I'm willing to bet the conflict that you are experiencing in your church in our church in the church as a whole is we become prideful. We become arrogant. There's a lack of humility. And because there's a lack of humility, we think that the other person needs to come to us to be able to fix it. And it keeps us from going to them. Um, and, and so I, I, I see this a lot of, a lot of times. Yeah. And, and you just think about humility in general, it's making less of yourself. Yeah. It's making less of yourself. 
And so I, I think that with teams, this has been a huge issue uh, that we, we have dealt with. Um, and not knocking, I don't think that necessarily people realize it, but not knocking our, our team members. Let me make that very clear because I know some of them listen to this podcast. We love you guys, you know. <laughs> um, but but I, I think that I know there is no thinking. I know that if we can go into a meeting, we can go into a situation um, saying, I'm going to submit. I'm going to come in here humble. I'm not going to allow uh, my agenda to be pushed. Then I think that we would see a lot more stuff get done. Now, on, on the flip side, though, let me just make this very clear. And I think I said this last week. We need to present what it is that we go into a meeting prepared for. Don't just crumble. Yeah. Um, be confident in what you've done and the work that you've done, but be confident from a place of humility. Um, and so I think that that's one. I mean, you know, I remember uh, I remember last year, I think it was last year, maybe a year and a half ago, we had a consultant, church consultant come in, which we're going to have one of them as a guest in a future episode. Just throwing that out there, a little shameless plug for the yep. Inside Out Group podcast. But, um, and I remember at the end of three days, it was a gruesome three days. I was like, all right, we have an hour left. Yeah. We're, we're, we're almost done, right? And you're laughing because I know that you remember this. You know? I kind of do, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I kind of, not really, you know, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but at the end, end of three days of examining the church and breaking apart systems and talking about core values and mission and vision and where are we going to be in five years and all this other stuff, somebody said something, and I don't remember specifically what it was, and I got real, real prideful. And I mean, I piped up in that meeting and my anger came out. My frustration came out. You can tell that the room went from like, oh, we're actually, we're almost done. It's calm. Everybody's, you know, kind of celebrating a little bit to something was said. And I got real prideful and defensive. And whenever I piped up, I mean, literally the entire room just like froze. And here I am, the leader. I'm supposed to be the one that's uh, setting the example for humility, right? And I allow my pride to creep in. And so I remember after that conversation, uh, I went out and we were grabbing food or, or something. I was talking with a consultant and I was just frustrated. I was like, they don't get this and they don't get this. And he literally looks at me and he goes, you need to shut up right now because you cannot, you cannot, as frustrated as you may get, you cannot display that to your team. Because whenever you get like that, that is your pride getting in the way. Yeah. And it's causing division in the team. And it's breaking the trust that they have in you. And, and let me just say this about trust real, real quick. Whenever someone breaks the trust or your pride gets in the way and you um, can't take criticism or you can't take critique from a place of humility, people will eventually stop going to you and stop confiding in you. People will eventually just let you do whatever it is that you're going to do because they don't want to con confront you. They don't want to have the tough conversation because you're a jerk and um, you're not able to take it. And that, man, it's yeah. all pride. Yeah. It is all yeah. pride. So again, going back, if I would have exemplified humility in that situation, I wouldn't have gotten yelled at an hour later by this church consultant, which is also a friend of mine. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's good. I hope that that's that is no, that is good. A good that's, that's a good example. Great so. example. And as you know, you kind of mentioned some of that story, and you've mentioned some earlier in the podcast. But um, how can you know the people listening as a leader? How can they set an example for their team uh, to show humility? Right. So how can they, as a leader, kind of set the path for other members on the team to also have humility? I would say be slow to speak, quick quick to listen. Like we say that a lot. Yeah. Uh, let's say you're taking criticism 
and you get defensive, you get prideful. Um, I think that the smart thing or the wise thing would be to be slow in your response to the criticism. Um, be slow in how you respond. It's easy to lash out whenever we get defensive. It's easy to allow uh, pride for a project that you've been working on. It's easy to allow all that stuff to kind of creep in, right? Um, and so I think whenever you're taking criticism, uh, be slow to speak. Uh, another example is uh, going into a meeting, going into your organization, going in tomorrow to your workplace, saying, how can I serve these people? And, and it may be uh, the coffee pot is empty and, and you know someone just drank the last coffee and so you clean out the coffee pot and you make a fresh pot of coffee. Yep. That's a small way of serving the people that you're with. Or it, it could be that uh, in my case that you know right before I go into a message every Sunday, I always go to the restroom and, and sometimes I go into the restroom and there's urine on the seat, right? If you're a church planner, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yep. If you're a pastor, you know what I'm talking about. I could just sit there and just ignore it, right? Or I can sit there and say, no, I'm not better than this. Let me just clean up the bathroom. It's going to take 30 seconds, wash my hands, get out there, go preach a sermon, something that no one ever knows about, right? But that's a way of me being able to exemplify humility and to be able to serve my church. It's just, it's kind of those silent things, those silent little gestures of saying, I'm not better than this. I'm here to serve these people. I'm here to um, lay down my agenda for the overall mission of the organization. And uh, I'm going to do this through serving people. And you see this all through, all throughout the life of Jesus, constantly serving, washing the, the disciples' feet, serving them, uh, preparing the tables, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's, I really think that it's, it, it just comes from a place of being a servant. And ultimately, that's what we're called to be. We are called to be servant leaders. And I'd add on this, we're called to be humble servant leaders Um, and really realizing we don't have all the answers. You may be the smartest person in the room. And if that's the case, you you know, get some other smart people in there. But um, just allowing that to flow out and really all that you do. Yeah, that's good. Um, So before we we finish this up, uh, do you have any other advice on uh, humility or the forgotten attribute, pride. Yeah, I would just say, I would just say in general, going back to character, this is something that I've personally been convicted of um, as a leader, both with myself but also with our team. Is uh, what kind of example do we want to set for those who we're trying to reach? Maybe in the workplace, what kind of example do we want to set for the guest experience? What kind of example do we want to set for? the customers underneath us uh, and, and really, and I mean really examining your heart. And if you're a Christian getting alone with God um, and just allowing him through his scripture, through worship, through prayer, whatever it may be, whatever means it is allowing him to expose the, the, the parts of your heart that do not operate in humility. Yeah. And then just surrendering to that. And, and I mean that for real, I don't, I genuinely don't care how talented you are. And I love talented people. Don't get me wrong. I want talented people on our team. I don't care how talented you are. If you are not walking in a place of humility, you are doing damage to yourself. You are doing damage to your organization. And in the Christian context, you're doing damage to the body of Christ. So please, please, please do not take this lightly. Uh, Again, this is something that I'm, I am going through right now. And I am walking this through and I'm saying, how can we lead our team into being a more humble team, a more serving team? 
and I'm believing that ultimately God will honor that and that we will see um, a, a greater future for it, you know, for his kingdom, for his glory. Yeah. No, I really appreciate uh, you doing this, and I'm glad we decided to do a part two kind of uh, Yeah, because there's a lot to go on. I know it's a little shorter probably this week, um, but yeah. It's I, all good because it's just if you want more, then just make sure you listen to last week before this week. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And listen to both of those, and I'm sure we'll probably, this will definitely come It'll up It will definitely again. come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's all we have for this week. If you guys want to find Michael on social media, you can find him at MikeMoreALB or TheRealMikeMore.com. Um, if you guys want to see more episodes or subscribe, you can find us on any podcast platform. Uh, you can find us on insideoutgroup.org. And we want to thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to the Inside Out Group podcast. Real quick, I want to tell you about two separate events happening real soon at City Church. The first is October 12th at 7 p.m. We're hosting a night of worship with Mac Brock. Mac Brock used to be the former lead worship leader and songwriter for Elevation Worship, and he just came out with his brand new album, Greater Things. We want to invite you and your church and anyone that we anyone that you know to this. It's going to be an incredible night of unity for the church, lifting the name of Jesus high and giving back to our community. The second is happening that Saturday, October 13th at 9 a.m. I want to invite you to the Thrive One Day Leadership Conference happening at City Church in partnership with Breath of Life Missions. You're going to hear some from some incredible top leaders talking about church multiplication, discipleship, planting, and growing your influence in the culture that you're in. It's completely free to register. All you have to do is just send a name uh, to this email address and all the team members that you're going to have attending to breath of life missions at gmail.com again it's completely free breath of life missions at gmail.com i cannot wait to meet you there it's going to be an incredible weekend and i look forward to seeing you